Wait a minute. What's up, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num podcast. The BNN having a good week. I hope you all are having a good week. I apologize. Um, I have been out of station, as we say here in India. Uh, for the last few weeks, so that's why I missed the upload last week. But getting straight to it, this week on the podcast, because we have a nice open dialogue, always, you and I. If you like, rate, review, you will know that, always. Um, I do respond to most comments, and this week, one of your comments was, Hey Sanjay, can you do a podcast on how to overcome stage fright? Bum, bum, bum. Yes, my friend. Yes, I totally can. And I love doing this because I still get stage fright almost 10 years into doing stand-up comedy. And stage fright is one of those things that even if you're not a performer, if you want to get anywhere in life, you're going to need to overcome it. And even if you're doing a meeting at a table like my dining table here in front of six people at your office, you are going to get stage fright. And a lot of people, um, maybe not mostly in India, but my experience has been working in India for the last uh, almost 10 years, is that, uh, you know, on the soft skills, on the communication, communicado, on the presentations, on the public speaking, uh, you know, the West does have a slight leg up when it comes to the soft skills. Technically, I mean, everyone's doing great here, but when it comes to soft skills, and public speaking, we are a little lacking, but it's not something that cannot be easily overcome. Unfortunately, because people are so good with the tech and the money is really good or good uh, with tech, most people don't develop these skills. And I have seen 45-year-old guys giving a presentation who were way more nervous than like a 22-year-old kid, both Indian um, here in Bangalore, you know, uh, where the 22-year-old kid just had way more stage prowess. And that is because a lot of us overlook it. So getting straight to it, how do you overcome stage fright? So a lot of things you can read online, a lot of uh, blogs, uh, you know, talking about stage fright or how-to guides will tell you things like breathe and, uh, you know, uh, don't, uh, what do they say? Like imagine the audience naked. And uh, I don't know if you've seen most audiences, uh, they're not attractive naked, Um I don't think I'd ever want to look at 600 people naked or even 60 people naked or even six people naked. That just seems weird. Um, Or imagine your audience in your underwear. Um, How would that make uh, things easier? You know, Um, so you've heard these things growing up that uh, that's an easy way to overcome stage fright. But let me tell you, that is a bunch of baloney, a bunch of BS. There are actually no easy ways to overcome stage fright. But like anything in life, if it's too easy, it's not worth doing. Am I right here, folks, listeners of the BNN, the Birdie Num Nums? So um, number one, I'm going to give you a very, uh, I mean, it's not even a sure shot way. This is just practical advice. So there's no life hacks here. There's no cheats here. Um, This is just honest advice. This is like an instruction manual. It's like, hey, you want to get rich uh, or you want to write a book? Here's the way you write a book quickly. You open up Google Docs and you start writing 6,000 words per chapter. Done, you know? So on the same note, uh, how do you overcome stage fright? Number one, memorize, okay? Um, A lot of people, I I have this theory, and I know the theory will not hold up if I get 1,000 examples, but (laughs) hear me out. I have this theory that as technology, uh, you know, makes a lot of things obsolete, 
those who get really good at the skills nobody else is focusing on uh, will do really well. Uh, for example, yeah, our memories. We don't even need them anymore. You know what I mean? You have every answer to every question right here. And for the audio listeners, I'm holding up what you are probably listening to me on, which is the mobile phone. And why is it even called a phone anymore? It's basically just your mobile memory device or your cloud device or whatever, because the phone is the least used app on my phone. So let's stop calling it a phone. But yes, memory. Okay. I mean, look at sports. Look at, uh, you know, basketball is not a skill that's going to take you far unless you're just really good at putting a hoop into a ball. And I don't mean to demean the art of basketball or the skill of basketball. But what I mean is it's not something that's going to be practical, but those who are excellent at it do well. Um, in the future, Elon Musk says we're not going to we're going to have like a billion unemployed drivers, you know, but I'm pretty sure the best drivers, the ones who keep doing it are going to do really well, whether they're driving through an asteroid or a cave or who knows what, right? Um, and on a much more practical example, these days, nobody really uses their memory properly. Nobody bothers to memorize stuff, whether it's, I mean, kids do it because they got to learn languages and maths and multiplication tables. But um, why do they even have to learn multiplication tables, to be honest now? I'm glad schools still do it. But most of us as adults after 22 do not memorize anything and in public speaking and in performing and in anything uh you really need to get over the first uh what do you call it like riding a bike with two wheels you know what i mean like you need to get over that first hurdle and that first hurdle to obviously even speaking a language effectively is to learn the language and Whatever it is you're talking about, whether it's a 10-page PowerPoint presentation or whether it's a full comedic routine or it's a pitch to a venture capitalist or, I mean, you're just trying to impress, you know, a girl by singing a song or whatever it may be, you need to memorize, all right? Nobody does it, but I'm telling you, take 30 minutes. Dude, what I used to do when I was working at Accenture was I would rent a conference room, not rent, but I would book a conference room, act like I was busy. I would turn the blinds down and then I would whiteboard my 15 slide presentation with a marker with 15 bullet points. And the idea for that was every time I got to like slide three by memorizing and talking to the empty conference room, then I would be like, crap, what's my next point? And naturally, what do most people do? They just keep the PPT on the projector and then they're like, okay, and then next and the next, and they keep reading off the slide and then they just bomb the presentation. But instead, my goal was to never look at the presentation or the comedy routine or whatever. So every time I would get to like point four, then I'd have to turn around to remember what my next point was. Then I would start over and then I would get to point seven and then point nine, yada, yada. OK, so most people I'm telling you, dude, OK, it, it's kind of ironic that I have to say this, but the life hack is not a hack. The life hack is basically do the work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the life hack is memorize. So most people don't, they kind of try to shortcut it or use technology to try to wing it, but then they lead to a very boring presentation. And how this relates to stage fright is ultimately stage fright is about overcoming stage fright is about basically having confidence. And like I said before, in another podcast, I think just a couple of weeks ago is if you, you can memorize, you can really get ahead of this whole stage fright thing. Um, number two, okay. Uh, not a lot of people, uh, do this when they present and it took, it took me years in comedic performing to figure this out. I did a present. I, did, I was in New York last week. If anybody was following me there or seeing my posts at the empire States building, um, 
I had to do a presentation for this company talking about digital marketing and all that stuff. Uh, and while I was there, even for a room of 20 people, I was making eye contact with all 20 of them. And if you're performing for even 2,000 people, uh, you need to make eye contact. And not like, hey, man, what's going on? But you need to literally look, not little, you need to look at probably, let's assume there's 100 people in front of you. I would say a rule of thumb is try to look at somebody for 10 seconds. No, 10 seconds is a long time. I'm looking at you right now for one, two. Okay, I'm not going to go all the way, but um, 10 seconds is a long time, right? So I would say just, you know, when you're in person and you're performing or you're giving a talk for like five, six people, just look at somebody long enough. Rule of thumb is to notice the color of their eyes. Basic one, that's one for life, by the way. You know, if you're on a date and you don't want to like, like keep looking at her awkwardly, like, hi, how are you? A good rule of thumb with somebody new is um, basically look at them long enough to see the color of their eyes, then look away. If you're really awkward and you can't do it naturally. Now, with, with stage fright and uh, talking, it really once you have your 10 points memorized or your PPT memorized or your pitch memorized, here's something like, dude, going back to the memory thing a little bit, like it's so powerful to actually have memorize some like actors memorize their stuff all the time i did an audition uh the other day they asked me to send a cell phone clip and i had to memorize like a page and i was like oh my god a page not a page but then after i did it the actual memory part and for anyone who ever wants to go into bollywood or hollywood a lot of these actor agent people they'll tell you oh no it's fine you can read off the paper and you can audition um they'll say it's fine because they need the audition but it's not fine so um, I mean, you, you might just want to get it done and just read off the thing, but take the extra 30 minutes. I know it's painful. The brain uses way more calories than the body is, a, is something I think is true, but if not, I made it up here. Um, and it's way more taxing to spend those 30 minutes memorizing, but once you do, it makes the actual performance or speech a lot better. Um, but where was I going with this? <laughs> yeah. Like once you have the memorization down, you're not worried about it. Then the eye contact becomes a lot easier. And literally, look at 20% of the people, you know? Just, like, get that confirmation. Because here's something interesting. When you look at people, they have no choice but to engage with you because it's naturally uncomfortable for them to look away. And guess what happens then? They listen. And they don't just listen. Like, they hear you and they listen. You know what I mean? So memorization, big deal. Uh, eye contact, obviously a big deal. Now, number three, and probably the final one that I want to talk about, short one this week, you guys, because I am still jet lagged. Uh, number three on the podcast is, here's something nobody tells you, okay? Uh, when you're given a talk or where you're talking to strangers, uh, you know, I've done shows for 2,000 strangers and I've done shows for like 15 family members. Um, I'm way more nervous if I do a show for like 100 people and like, my mom or my wife is there or somebody else is there than I am if it's like 2,000 strangers. You know what I mean? When it's somebody you know or somebody uh, you're closer to or just somebody that is more impactful, there's kind of a less distance. So it's not a quantity thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a quality thing, but it's like it's just that kind of uh, connection kind of gets in your head a lot more. So um, I, I naturally understand like if you were given a presentation or you were invited to like a Toastmasters thing for a bunch of strangers, um, just know you may not be as nervous than obviously doing it in front of all your colleagues at like a company function, right? So um, 
I, I will tell you though, a lot of it is, is in your head. Um, a lot of times when I've had to do these sorts of talks and then, you know, I'm nervous that if I'm stuttering or if people aren't listening, uh, they're not, they're going to think about it all the time. Um, as my camera goes out at the opportune moment, but like they're going to like look at me the next day or for the, or for the next year at the office. I'm like, Oh, there's the guy who bombed that presentation. But guess what? Uh, people have their own lives and more importantly, you're not that important. You know what I mean? So, uh, it's natural for us to think like, I mean, imagine one day if, uh, you were at a bar and you were acting very drunk and you ran into some senior guy at your office, then the next time for the next year, you think all that senior guy is going to think about is how you were drunk at the bar. Probably not. He probably will think about it for like a day or two, and then he's on to 50 other things that's going on in his head. But you're going to let that consume you. So a lot of times um, we tend to overanalyze just how important we are to people. And I'm saying that's a good thing if you don't because it's going to take the burden off of you uh, to give a lot uh, to, you know, to kind of speak a lot easier. But ultimately, my number one thing is is memorized because if you don't memorize the rest is going to crumble like a house of cards and Kevin Spacey despite him and speaking of Kevin Spacey and another guy who was not uh, well received in the news the last few years one of the best things I ever saw about stage fright was a talk by yes I know the person is not uh, the best one to bring up right now but he did give the talk and you know I, I watched this like five years ago and it, and it still stuck with me was Bill Cosby um, he had done a talk, a commencement speech at Temple University because I was struggling with performing at a lot of these big comedy clubs in Bombay. This was like five, six years ago where I, w I would literally shake because um, that is a club with the shiny lights. And, and by the way, for anybody who's given a talk at a hotel or a big meeting or a big stage, just remember one thing you may not realize is those lights are so bright that you cannot even see people reacting sometimes. The stage looks like a sea of black, minus maybe the front row, which has some of the stage lights spilled over. So you can see the front row, but you cannot see beyond the front row. So that is a bit jarring for people. So just know, uh, sometimes you may not even be able to see the audience. That's how bright things are. So don't let that rattle you, but just be prepared for it. But anyways, Bill Kaz, the BC. Oh, I just realized that acronym. Okay, but BC was like, um, you know, somebody asked him. He had performed at a club years ago, and, uh, you know, he had been waiting his whole career to perform at this club, and he finally got the opportunity, and he had analyzed it and overanalyzed it so much in his head that, uh, you know, he had two shows that night, and the 8 p.m. show, because he had put so much pressure on himself, even though he'd been doing comedy for like 15 years at that point, he just tanked the show, like bombed it beyond belief. And the club promoter come, comes at him and just from, I'm mean, again, hang in there with me, just listen to the story, not the, not the character or whatever. But the club promoter came at him and said something like, Hey man, um, you know, that was a rough show. And, uh, I don't know uh, where Bill Cosby is, but if you see him, and he's talking to Bill Cosby, right? And he's like, I don't know where he is, but if you see him, you better tell him to get uh, his ass over here because there's a second show. And if he wants to get paid, he's really got to show up. And so, you know, um, our comedian friend here was like, um, you know, you've been doing this for 15 years. Yesterday, you were fine doing the same act for the hundredth time in front of, you know, whoever. So how... Are you letting this get into your head? Like you deserve to be here. And whether you're 
you know, a team lead, you know, talking to a bunch of freshers or you're a startup guy trying to hire three people or even do a job interview or whatever. Like if you're in that situation, you naturally pretty much deserve to be there. Hell, even if you lied on your resume or you did whatever, if you're there and you're doing whatever it is you're doing, you most likely like there's not a reason for you to vomit. So um, I mean, that's really helped me. And again, just from the story's sake, not from the person's sake, but that really helped me now whenever I get nervous. It's kind of a weird kick in the butt, but I'm just like, dude, I, I've earned this, whether or not we all have imposter syndrome and we all kind of, um, you know, go through insecurity and doubt because that's normal to be humble, even about your own accomplishments and achievements. But, um, you know, without getting ahead of yourself, at the very least you can do is is right is have some confidence to be where you are today you know what i mean so um that's really helped me every time i'm about i'm about to like shit my pants or sorry soil my pants or <laughs> that none of that sounds good okay but every time i get really caught up in something um and i just start kind of getting like not a panic attack but like a little bit of anxiety about it i'm like dude come on man you're like you earn this and it's time to rock and roll so um, I hope that was helpful, you guys. If you take anything away from this week's podcast, again, please, please, please just memorize because Google says do no evil, uh, but the unintended consequence of that is there's a lot of evil going on in here if you don't memorize things. So just try to memorize. Do me a favor and try to memorize something that takes 10 minutes this week and then next week. Try to go 11 minutes and just notice these things will improve, whether or not it's vocabulary, whether it's the same BS PowerPoint you present on a sales call every three weeks or whatever it is. Just try to memorize it and uh, you'll notice good things happen. So I'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to like, rate, review. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. Birdie num num.